For the first time on time in a long time, it's the Frank Black.net podcast number 32. I am Brian. I am Dean, and welcome again to our second episode of the third season of the best Frank Black.net podcast out there. I certainly agree with you. This is the best Frank Black.net podcast out there. So, how have you been, Dean? I've been good, and I, at the moment, am great. I've got a nice cold beer in front of me. And I have and a nice glass of Pinot Noir in front of me. Classy, classy. And uh, we're here on the, the podcast, and it's always nice to be chatting with Brian, and it's always nice to be listening to Frank Black, so I'm a happy man today. And so am I. And let's get right to some music we have a lot to talk about today. We have some, uh, I don't want to say exclusives, but some rarities today. Today is a podcast chock full of rare tracks that are hard to find, but you know, hopefully some of you are hearing these for the first time, and those of you that aren't, hopefully you'll enjoy them anyway. First up, Dean, why don't you tell them what we have coming up? Well, firstly, Brian and I were talking, and we thought it has been a while since we've been regularly coming to you and bringing you sort of what's happening in the Frank Black slash Black Francis world. So we would go back the last couple of years and just do a quick recap of sort of everything that's on the go, that's been on the go, that's happened and happening in the Frank Black universe. And so to honor that, we're going to play you a really cool... Well, not exclusive track. It's on the Lyle uh, Workman website. Yes, but it's, it's in, uh, but it's certainly something that not all fans are aware of. That it's, you know, it's available in anywhere you know, to purchase. So it's it's a quasi exclusive. It's an alternate mix of Doggone called News Is Gonna Break. Uh, at that point when it was released, it's uh, as we said before from Lyle Workman's site, and it's it's interesting. It's got some strings going on there. It's a bit more of a I don't know what you say. It's more of an acoustic. Like, there's no... I don't think there's a drum track on there. Especially I think it's certainly a, a mellower take on the song. Yeah, definitely. And and really nice to listen to, actually. Yeah. Plus, it fit in nicely with our you know, theme of the whole news recap. So, yeah. First song we're going to hear is that. All right, so let's hear it. News is going to break by Frank Black and Lyle Workman. I could not pray. I felt so doggone. Couldn't get no witness, but I did not know Then a voice in a whisper said You've got to carry it on And the news is gonna break The news is gonna break The news is gonna break that I am here Out along the way I got so bogged down I had some business so I did not slow Then a boy in the world said You've got to carry it on And the news is gonna break The news is gonna break The news is gonna break that I am here Ooh. I'm not a messenger I'm not the passenger Got some business there, but you did not know. And the point of my visit was so that's to carry me on. And the news is gonna break, and your news is gonna break. Yeah, the news is gonna break that I am here. Ooh. No Paris. No 
News is going to break, and that's also known as Dog Gone from Frank Black and the Catholics. You might think Dog in the Sand, but you would be wrong. You would uh, also be Dean. <laughs> it's true. We just recorded a version before where I said Dog in the Sand without thinking. It, I get confused with all these dogs. Dog Gone, Dog Sleep, Dog in the Sand. I mean, there's another song about his dogs, but we're digressing already. On to the news. On to the news. It, first of all, after I left, uh, one of the first major things that happened was he released a compilation of tracks that were considered his best of. It's called Frank Black 93 to 03, 10 years of post-Pixies solo music from Frank Black right to the last Catholics record, yes. Show Me Your Tears. Includes uh, a lot of great tracks and uh, some interesting choices in different song selections for the different regions. So Europe has different uh, selection of songs from North American version. Yes, from but that Japanese is only version. for the second disc, which is live tracks coming from a variety of different shows on the Fall 2006 tour. And those yeah, vary yeah. by region. The main section of tracks, the first disc, the album versions are all the same, but the second disc, the sort of bonus disc of live tracks, uh, they're from the same shows, I believe, but different, uh, different selection, like Dead Man's Curve appears on the North American version, but you don't see it uh, in the European version. It's also on the Japanese version. And there, there's even some, some title discrepancies, which is interesting. Um, you, you talk about CPL593A? Yes, which is the yeah. third track on the European track listing, which is better known as Remake Remodel, on it's only known as Remake Remodel. It's never been called that, I don't think. Yes, especially because the original Roxy Music lyric is CPL593H, and Mr. Frank Black Francis typically sings it CPL5938, but here it is listed CPL593A. It makes for an interesting collector's item, certainly. But uh, yeah, so that was the first thing, and there's some interesting choices on there, uh, but nothing really surprising other than he didn't include Bullet, which to me is shocking, I, oh, I guess. I agree. I agree. I think, I think the point was to put a lot of the singles out on there, and Bullet was not a single, so that's why that happened. But it is surprising, and what's also surprising is that on there as a bonus track was Threshold Apprehension, which was also a track on his next project, Black Francis's Bluefinger. Bluefinger is an album that is based heavily on the music and artwork of Mr. Herman Brot, who was a Dutch painter and singer who was a big influence to Mr. Frank Black Francis and who committed suicide in 2001 after being diagnosed with terminal cancer. And much of the Bluefinger album is based on either 
uh, Mr. Black Francis's interpretations of paintings or just the general life of Herman Brote, as well as a cover of his track, You Can't Break a Heart and Have It. So that was the first Black Francis album that came out in... Uh, when did that come out, Dean? Uh, that came out a couple of days after my birthday, September 3rd, 2007. I was uh, long gone in Australia at that point, and in fact, on the Gold Coast, so nowhere near a record store, but I did manage to order it online. I had it waiting for me in a box when I came back, which was nice. But uh, yeah, that was a complete divergence, especially from the more mellow recent uh, catalog, which included Honeycomb and Fast Man Raider Man. Yeah, I, I think if, uh, you had, if you had told somebody around the release of Honeycomb or Fast Man Raider Man that the next studio album would be this visceral, aggressive punk rock record that featured very few overdubs, I think people would be very, very surprised. Yeah. Before we go any further, Dean, why don't we play one of the live tracks from 9303 as sort of a, a break in our little news recap here? All right. Well, do you have one in mind? I do. I would like to play the live version of The Swimmer. Now, this track might have been recorded in Regina. We're not quite sure, but let's pretend it was. Let's pretend that Dean and I are standing there right up against the stage at the district in Regina and... In the wake of his chariot He swam toward the latitudes Leaving for happier times Florida far behind Trying your best you were Ignoring the rescuers You've gone so very long You were so very strong the sea was so tragic But that was the magic But you never drown But you let the use So forgotten part So forgotten part oh, oh. Are you going down With a ballet Of the edible prize of the sea, prize of the sea. In the wake of his chariot, you swam toward the latitudes, leaving for happier times, Florida far behind. Indivisible logic, will you encourage Forgotten part, 
Finger came another finger themed release, Seven Fingers, which is a seven song EP or mini LP as they were calling it, which is loosely based on the theme of demigods. That album features Jason Carter on drums and Violet Clark on bass, and I think that album more than any other has been the most diverse Frank Black album, maybe since Teenager of the Year. Dean, would you agree with that? I guess I wouldn't have agreed with you initially, Brian, but thinking about it a bit more, I guess I do. Regardless, whether it's diverse or not, it is a great album. Uh, Tale of Lonesome Fetter was on my playlist for a week straight, I think. I really, really love that song. I really like the alternate version, which isn't on that album, but uh, the uh, Charles Normal mix of The Seuss, or The Seos, however you want to say it, uh, which is a song about Theseus in Greek mythology there yeah there have been some really nice songs on there I'm not sure if I have a favorite from that particular record but yeah it's certainly a great record and um, you know it's funny because there are many musicians who sort of become these cornerstones of a Frank Black era like for instance uh, Scott Boutier and Dave McCaffrey were there for every album from Cult of Ray all the way through Show Me Your Tears we have Jason Carter, who played drums on Bluefinger, on Seven Fingers, and now on Der Golem, which is the soundtrack to a 1930s silent German film, which Black Francis has recorded a new score for, and it'll be coming out hopefully before the end of this year, produced by Mr. Eric Drew Feldman, and featuring such people as Dwayne Jarvis and the aforementioned Jason Carter and Joseph Pope from Angst. We talked a little bit about this on our last podcast, but that's something really exciting coming out soon. And we also have an album coming out soon from a Frank Black side project. I think this is probably the first official Frank Black side project. Wouldn't you agree? Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about Grand Duchy. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I suppose it is. It's the first time we've had a uh, side project. And maybe we have Robert Pollard and uh, Dave Phillips to thank for that. I'm not sure. But an exciting. A lot of people are chomping at the bit for this one. We had an internet leak, in fact, of uh, one of the tra- early tracks from that. But it's done. It's mastered it's and ready to, ready to go. It's a collaboration between Violet, Frank Black's wife, and himself. I think we played some of that for you. We played Fort we Wayne did. for we you Fort a few Wayne. podcasts ago. Yes, yes we did. 30? And uh, that's the only track that is officially leaked. There was, I believe, a demo heard of Black Suit, which was written for the Spider-Man 3 soundtrack, but was not used. And that will be on the record, as well as various other songs that we can only speculate about. But that, too, should be out before the end of the year which is very, very exciting to have these two releases coming out so close together. And there is one more important release coming out. Dean, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, Brian, we have a long-talked-about, long-rumored, and then it was quashed, and we decided it wasn't going to happen. And it's back once more, a Frank Black and the Catholics box set. This is very exciting. It is, yeah. I mean, I've got all the Catholics' records, but even though I do... 
there are going to be, as far as we've heard, and I can't make you any promises because I don't think anything has been pinned down by them yet, but uh, there should be some interesting B-sides and alternate versions that you haven't heard before. We can speculate that it would probably include the B-sides compilations, One More Road for the Hit and Snake Oil, which are at this point... On CD for the first time. Yes, they'll be their CD debut. And I think we can probably assume all the Catholics' studio albums would be included in the box set. I think it's a catch-up. I think a lot of people have discovered Frank Black post-Pixie's reunion, and maybe this is an attempt to show those fans the Catholic side of Frank Black. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dean. I believe that part of it is that there were so many labels involved, how one record will be released on this label and another one on another label, that it'll be nice to have it all in one place, easy to find, as opposed to having to hunt through spin art records and what are records and you know other labels that were homes to one or two of these records. Yeah, it would be nice if, uh, just to get all those records that are hard to get back together. Like Oddballs would be a great inclusion too. Certainly. I know it's kind of pre-Catholics. It was released in the Catholics era, but the songs come from the first three solo records. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it, you never know. Like who knows what he's going to dig up, but it will be nice for collectors to get a definitive collection of Frank Black songs and Frank Black and the Catholic songs, I should say. And what's say. really nice is that he had asked fans to send in their photos, and I wish I took better photos of those Catholic shows I went to so I could send them in, but the box set will hopefully include some of your photographs, and that's really exciting. Yeah, that's. Uh, I guess that brings us more or less up to date on the Frank Black releases and sort of, you know, big news items. There's lots of little things. There's another child while I was away. Yeah, um, Jude. But you've heard us talk enough. Why don't we hear oh, somebody else talk on the second ever and first fan-submitted Crackpot Theory. Crackpot Theory. The man who was too loud has the chord G suspended in it. Abbreviated. G-sus. Jesus. Jesus. The song's about Jesus. Honeycomb is a theme album about Brazilian independence. Listen to it. It's right in the lyrics. This old heartache was uh, reworked from a classic song, wasn't that one? Crack Pot Theory. Hello, my name is Michael, and I have a Crack Pot Theory about the Black Francis song, Garbage Heap. I believe I know what this song is about. On the garbage heap at the edge of the town. Okay, the song starts out on the garbage heap at the edge of the town. How the flames do leap, casting shadows around. Okay, in Jerusalem, which later in the song, the lyrics make reference to Jerusalem, dancing the night there in Jerusalem, there's this garbage heap at the edge of the town called Gehenna, and says, how the flames do leap, casting shadows around. This uh, garbage heap called Gehenna was actually there for a long, long time. I think just recently they've renovated it and it's no longer there but for a long time there used to be this garbage heap and they would burn all their trash there and Jesus actually made reference to it as a metaphor for hell because hell is is burning and all that kind of thing so in the chorus he says I'll stay here with you I'll lay here with you we're going to be here a long long time now I believe that this is a I I believe this might be him saying um, I'll endure this with you I'll be in hell with you I'll burn here with you kind of like a compassionate thing and uh, and he says we're gonna be here a long long time 
which I believe is a reference to eternity, because eternity, or hell is obviously an eternal place, so perhaps that's a reference to, I'll, I'll endure this with you for all of eternity in, uh, in hell. Um, other lyrics, um, in the olive trees, you showed things to me, Jesus had a famous discourse on the Mount of Olives where he... There was a lot of prophetic utterance. There was a lot of foretelling of the future. I believe that um, maybe that's what he means by in the olive trees you showed things to me, you know, about the future. Um, other lyrics have stuff like, have you seen my love falling from above for so many years? Jesus came from above. You could not believe when I let you in me, hiding from the light. Jesus is called the light. So I think the song is basically about, you know, maybe Jesus and Gehenna being uh, being a reference to, to hell. And um, I heard the theme of the album is actually demagogues. So perhaps Black Francis used the song is about Jesus being a demagogue. So that's my crackpot theory. Thanks.
was a guy. An underwater guy who controlled the sea. Got killed by 10 million pounds of sludge from New York and New Jersey. pedal steel version of Monkey Gone to Heaven recorded the 19th of November 2002 in Charlottesville, Virginia at the Star Hill Music Hall. Now, Dean, when we started this podcast, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but I'd say we were pretty much the only game on the block in terms of definitive Frank Black websites. Would you agree with that statement? There were predecessors. There were some really excellent things that ended up kind of being called into our now extensive database of song information and things like that. Yes, I remember uh, there was uh, on the eighth day, God created Frank Black. Yes, yeah, there I, was, that was the next site. The, there was the, the Frank Black for President email list that was big. <laughs> yeah, and, of course, the abstract planes mail list where it yes. all started. Uh, yes. Yeah. There was also uh, we a, uh, a few a few pixie sites that were uh, big at the time, Alec Eiffel and a few others. But since but, uh, our podcast started, we have 
we have some competition from the man himself now. Yes, that is absolutely true. We now have BlackFrancis.net. Uh, he changed the name, didn't let us know, registered the domain, and <laughs> so we're stuck with Frank Black. But... Uh, no, it's an excellent uh, source of exclusives and information and news. Some, sometimes he's throws us a bone once in a while. We get some exclusives. We had an exclusive last podcast. Uh, from time to time, we get some news uh, announced in our forums, or he sends us an email and lets us know about things, or Violet does. But, uh, yeah, so it's not like he's trying to compete or trying to you know diminish things. It's just another source of uh, Frank Black and Black Francis goodness. And that is, as I said already, blackfrancis.net. The next two songs we're going to play are from there. They're from blackfrancis.net. They are hidden. They're not easy to get to. And they're not often up for very long, are they, Brian? Yes, these tracks usually appear for a day or two and then disappear. And that is the case with these two. Now, the first one we're going to hear, Make It Stop, made its debut on blackfrancis.net and has not been heard anyplace else. But Rabbit Hole was heard all the way back in 2006 at some of the shows, the solo acoustic shows that were going on. And Francisco. In San Francisco, yes, at Café du Nord, it was debuted. And it's been a fan favorite. The fans tend to really love this song, even though we haven't heard an official studio version of it yet. But we have two, uh, I guess we'll call these electric demos. Is that right, Dean? That sounds right to me, yeah. It just uh, stripped down electric guitar and Mr. Francis on vocals. So without any further ado, here we go. Make it stop, followed by Rabbit Hole. Thank you, BlackFrancis.net.
Welcome to a new feature on the FrankBlack.net podcast, where we take an in-depth look at a certain album, whether it be from Frank Black, Frank Black and the Catholics, the Pixies, Black Francis, and today we're going to look at Show Me Your Tears. We were talking about this because somebody on the FrankBlack.net forums had said that Bluefinger was the first good Frank Black album since Dog in the Sand, and we took exception to that because we think that there are many good albums between Dog in the Sand and Bluefinger, and we decided today to focus on Show Me Your Tears. Show Me Your Tears was released in September of 2003. It seems that a lot of the songs were born on tour, and you know we had been hearing Nadine and um, Manitoba and Horrible Day sort of on tour for the year or so before the album came out. So those tracks were sort of familiar to us, but there were also a whole bunch of songs we hadn't heard before. Songs like When We're Happiness, Find Me Again, and The Snake, and Coastline. And uh, Dean, what were your initial thoughts about the album? I was actually skeptical because I liked it all instantly. It was the first time I listened to it, I thought, yeah, this is great. And to be honest... And I think a lot of people experience this. My first impressions to Frank Black albums are usually not negative, just sort of not sure what to think yet. And, you know, is it too simple? Am I going to get tired of it right away? Yeah, I really liked it right off the bat. And I thought, is this going to last? And here we are five years later still talking about it. So, yeah, it actually has had the staying power. My fears were unfounded. What's really interesting to me about the album is that there are so many different people working on it, but it sounds like a cohesive album. A majority of these tracks were produced by longtime Catholic producer Nick Vincent, but a few were produced by Stan Ridgway of Wall of Voodoo fame, and one was produced by live sound engineer Ben Mumphrey. But the album still feels organic. It still feels like it's uh, you know a cohesive album. It doesn't feel like it's bits and pieces recorded here and there, even though that yeah. is the actual genesis of the album. And um, I think this is also one of the albums that features the least Eric Feldman of any of the Catholic albums that feature keyboards. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, uh, he brought in Van Dyke Parks to play, well, on Manitoba at least. He was playing piano and then switching to accordion between verses and choruses. There's a lot of keyboard, though. Like, you look at a song like Jaina Blues and it's heavy on the organ. Well, that is the only uh, track to feature Eric Feldman. That's Eric Feldman on organ there. Well, there you, there you go. I picked a bad example. But uh, New House of the Pope is heavy on the piano, and I right. believe that's Rich Gilbert, yes, isn't it? it? Is. Rob Laufer, yeah. a, uh, an L.A.-based musician who played with the Catholics a lot at that era, played some keyboards in that album as well. My favorite part of Massif Central is almost a very headache-like breakdown where the piano basically takes over the bass line. And, you know, uh, I think there is a lot of piano and not a lot of Eric. And that is an interesting observation that I never thought about, Brian. And that's why I love his podcast. You know, I do what I can. But um, <laughs> let, let's talk a little bit about, about certain songs that maybe stand out to us. Dean, what's a song that you really identify with from that album? 
Well, my okay, my favorite songs I would have to say are New House of the Pope. Like I, I'm a piano guy anyway. I like my piano, and that's just a good dark. I like dark songs too. I don't know why. I guess because I'm such a friendly, bubbly guy. Otherwise, but <laughs> uh, really like New House of the Pope and the sound on there. Coastline is just a beautiful, short Frank Black song. When I was in college, Manitoba. my college radio show every day my last year ended with Coastline. That was my send-off song. You know, when I was in New Zealand, I made a CD, and Coastline was one of the songs, and I have to say, it was probably the most popular song on that CD, or at least it rivaled Bananas and Blow by Ween, but uh, <laughs> very different songs, Certainly. but both excellent, and the girls introduced some backing vocals that I thought were uh, kind of nice, actually, and every time I think of this song now, I think of the New Zealand Coastline. Uh, but anyway, that's a New Zealand song for me. Manitoba, a Canadian song, a true story. The version you hear on the record, the outro to it, is completely ad-libbed on that take. They, they had never rehearsed it. They had never done it. They just sort of looked at each other and started playing again. And I love that outro. Oh, certainly. Uh, certainly. Yeah, so those are my favorites. But I also really like, uh, I think there's some unique stuff on here. Like, I really like The Snake. So I think everyone loves Miss. There's well. an instance, Dean, where you and I disagree. Um, what do you mean? The Snake is a song that, personally, I've never really felt much connection to. I don't know why, because it's, it's a song that, certainly, the theme of it has been an important one in Frank Black's life. You know, he talks about how he is a snake in the Chinese Zodiac, and that's been brought up in many interviews and many different articles here and there about how he really truly feels he is a snake and how that accurately describes him and how... Violet, his current wife, is an ox, and how oxes and snakes tend to go well together. And his ex-wife, Jean, was a rabbit. And okay. they supposedly get along well, but uh, not necessarily in a relationship, more as a, a good friend. And it's interesting they're still friends today, so I don't know if you put any stock in this. I personally am not a big astrology person, but it's still interesting to think about. Certainly. Now, uh, so what is it about the snake that you really enjoy, Dean? Well, I mean, name, name a Frank Black song that comes anywhere near sounding like this. Saxophone is really emphasized on it. The last time we heard a saxophone on a Frank Black song at this era was Back when? Back in, uh, probably on Tossed. It's the Frank Black standard, uh, at least it used to be, of a really short, quick... Maybe that was more a Pixies thing, but whatever. It's a short, quick song. It's a nugget. It's got some interesting lyrics, as we already glossed over. I'm not going to say double meaning. It's pretty much it's clear-cut what it's about, right. uh, I think. It's just, it's different, and it's short, so it's, you know, like, it's not something that you are going to get sick of. Uh, if I were getting rid of a song on the album, maybe it would be When Will Happiness Find Me Again and so, uh, Goodbye, Lorraine. Me, I hear When Will Happiness Find Me Again as more of a Celtic. It sounds to me almost like a Celtic song with the, uh, just the way the guitar sounds. It sounds like something from... Uh, from the Emerald Isle. But it's funny you say Goodbye Lorraine because that is one of my favorite songs on the album. Your favorites. One of, yeah, I wouldn't say, I'd say Horrible Day is probably my favorite, but Goodbye Lorraine is right up there and, uh, you know, I love the sound of the pedal steel. I love the uh, the lyrics, you know, which, if you hear the song, you just hear it instrumentally, you don't really just pay attention to the words, you wouldn't think it was about uh, witchcraft at all, but it, yes. it is. It's about the Witches of Lorraine, which is a region in France and they were said to be fine and crafty and careful to not quarrel. They were very, very peaceful witches, which is something you don't really hear much about. But there was... Uh, the peaceful witches never make the news. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, always, it's always the bad eggs you know, that you hear about. And I think that the, the instrumentation mixed with the lyrics are just there. It's a very interesting juxtaposition. 
and I think it's very effective. So why don't we play those two songs, Dean? Songs that uh, that you and I don't necessarily agree on. Okay, here we go. Two songs we disagree on. You let us know what you think. Who's right? Who's wrong? Podcast at frankblack.net. And here you are. Let's start with Goodbye, Lorraine. down by the sea And now it seems these mountains are just way too high for me Goodbye Lorraine Goodbye Lorraine Let me explain She said if we'll be witches then there must be nakedness I said you have no heart until that chicken fills your chest. Goodbye, Lorraine. Goodbye, Lorraine. Let me explain. Just why I'm leaving, I don't know what for. But we had no wedding day Now she sends me perfume letters And I throw them all away Goodbye Lorraine Goodbye Lorraine Let me explain A friend showed me a picture From the 1970s Now I'm wondering where you are tonight And I'm singing always
I'm a snake, oh yes, I'm very smart But I was crueler than a humble start about winding down here at the Frank Black Thunder podcast for episode number 32. We have one more track to play. This is the only B-side to come from the album Seven Fingers and can currently be found on the Black Francis MySpace page. And this one is called Serious Curious. So, any departing thoughts, Dean? No, not really. See you on podcast 33. <laughs> okay. Well, then. Do you have any departing thoughts? No, I do not. So it's ac- We talked a lot, and yes. uh, let's just get to the song. We'll uh, try and find a happy medium. The first podcast back was really short. This one, I think we've got a lot of talking. And next podcast, somewhere between. Yes. So we'll see you at 33. Here's Serious Curious. Good night. I've been waiting for you, and you said it again. 